how the hell is everyone doing? Really good. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. I was uh, got a little cold over the weekend, but I'm feeling better. You warmed up a little? That's not how that works, but yeah, sure. Wordplay. When, usually when I get a little cold, I put on a jacket. Maybe for next time. Waka waka. That was really good timing for your, like, that was a bad joke music that just came on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Crickets. The lobby music. I had a lazy day laying around playing video games for, like, the first time in, a, like, over a year. Nice. What'd you play? I, pl- I played some Final Fantasy IX. Uh-huh. Classic. And some XCOM 2. So I don't uh, remember which one is which by the numbers. I need you to tell me who the protagonist is to remember which one that is. Not you play as a little monkey boy, Zidane. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, who I aptly named Zamboni. <laughs> also Vivi. Uh, he's Vivic. Vivi is Vivic. and named Steiner Weiner. And Dagger I named Gagger Hardly knew her (laughs) 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 But Now I get to play a game That matters Uh, You guys are dead in the middle Of the trial Of the Beast of Lepidstad You are investigating the second crime to be, what's the word there? Pinned. Pinned is the word. Pinned? Pinned. The crime was pinned on our boy. Ah, yes. I guess I meant, like, uh, to be trialed. What's the... Heard? (laughs) Tried. Or heard, yeah. There you go. Heard. And, um, you traveled few hours north into the swampy lands. What if we find out that uh, his, his name's Tim, right? What if we find out that he actually did like one or two of these crimes? <laughs> like, he didn't do all of them. He's not that bad of a guy, but he did like, you know, kill somebody or something. Like uh, It was light treason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's what you're here to find out. It's definitely possible that he did some of these. What if he did all of them and we're just such good lawyers or such bad detectives or something? Or both. Yeah, that we get him off. Gross. Uh, I knew you were going to oh, I regretted it as soon as I said it. <laughs> but you arrived after dusk at the village of Hergstag, which has been abandoned for almost a year and overgrown with corn crops that have gone to seed and spread across the village and one of the houses that you came across appeared to be home of a wraith spawn I think you had figured out you figured that out right? I hope so that's a word that sounds familiar and otherwise would not so yes I believe we did Basically, when a wraith kills somebody, they uh, come back as a wraith spawn. 
So no one die. I'm not going to make you that promise. Yeah. You don't want that. Or do and come back with extra powers. Yeah? That's how that was. Like vampires, right? <laughs> Except I get to control you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, unlike the ghouls, if you're killed by a wraith, you come back as a wraith in 1d4 rounds. Oh. That's significantly more dangerous. Yeah, you met this ghostly child. So it was more of an encounter than a meeting. Uh, yeah. Uh, he said some things to you. It sounded like he was talking to a friend and didn't really even acknowledge who you were or what you were doing there. It's kind of a- acting like a haunt. Acting like a real asshole. Yeah, I'm sure that um, negative sorry. drain is... Uh... He, he, he totally didn't mean to do any of that then, right? I, did we learn about... How, how much did we learn about... Good talk. Well, I'm trying to answer your question by asking a question. Um, how much did we learn about Wraith Spawn? Are, are they, like, um, minions of the Wraith that made them? If so, then, you know, maybe he the boy did do that against his will. Good talk still? I mean, so, I forget what the knowledge roll was. Why don't we just roll knowledge rolls? Knowledge what, though? Uh, religion. That is a 23 for Sid. Only a 15 for Stormek. Okay. Knowledge what? Uh, does knowledge religion, does Zeke have that? Yeah, is Every knowledge. Uh, that's 28. Alright. Impressive. Oh yeah, that's right. I think it was Sidriel who rolled before, and you got special abilities. Oh yeah, I think Zeke rolled too. Man. Well, uh, between the three of you, I think it's enough to tell you that, yes, the spawn of a wraith are under the wraith's control. Uh, They're smaller and weaker than normal wraiths. But, if you destroy the wraith that created them, all of its spawn become full-sized, free-willed wraiths with no penalties. Well, that doesn't sound good. No. So then, so you kill the the daddy wraith, and then all the baby wraith spawns become full wraiths. Jeez, it's kind of a bad deal. And there's no way to like free the. Or I guess you could like kill them before you kill the daddy wraith. You better. Is that the idea? That, that seems to be the way to do it. Otherwise, we're gonna have a bunch more wraiths on our hands. Yeah. Well, good thing we've almost already killed one child. I mean, good thing Stormback convinced us all to stay in the house and not chase the wraith last time. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you, Ryan. Unconscionable. I know. Didn't even think ahead. Well, here we are again, right outside of that house, in the dead of night, in the haunted village. Bergstag. 
The house is completely surrounded by overgrown corn stalks. And you've been barely able to make out pathways of the dirt roads that used to lie in between the buildings. The uh, ghostly child that you did almost kill blew off into the corn to the south. You have the path to the northeast that you came from and a path west that you can see like the beginnings of coming from this building. Clearly, we go to the south. As Stormak heads south after the boy. God, how big this map was. Yeah, are we able to spot a path to the south? Uh, yes. So you see coming from this house the beginnings of each of those paths. It's still a survival check to be able to follow them. There's a 19... 23 for Stormak. This way, I clearly see the path. Yes, that is enough. Stormak takes the lead. Stormak runs through the corn backwards for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> um, Stormak, give me a perception check. I see Sidril's really spicy today with the 27. <laughs> Just a quick note as we're moving, Sid is, uh, after the events that have happened so far, Sid is staying in the middle of the group. Yeah, we're, we're keeping an eye on that guy. Yeah, but just because it's a big map and everyone's kind of just moving randomly as we go, I'm just making a note that narratively, Sid is in the middle. My guess is, is that Bear Trap is probably not singular, so take your time. Move slow. Do you want me to spot for traps in front? I can do that. Yes, please. So you see up ahead, probably 60 feet, that's right at the corner of your dark vision. There's like a straw hat sticking up over some of the shorter corn. Is it moving? It is not. But we do know that we were looking for a scarecrow. Oh, it, it, is it that tall that it's like, you know... How, how tall is the corn? Probably about six feet in most places. Yeah, Flora can't see shit. She's like hanging onto the back of somebody's shirt so she doesn't get lost. <laughs> and uh, you hear some childish giggling on the wind up ahead. <laughs> it's really childish, Johnny. I was, that's what I was going for. <laughs> um, Alright, well, Stormak will head carefully closer to this straw hat, which may represent a scarecrow. Which direction might that be on the map? South. It's like midway on this road here. And actually, why don't we do this? Oh, spoopy. Now we're in a cornfield. Great. And you have to push through these massive corn stalks to get where you're going. There's an eerie wind in the air and... Because it's corn. So <laughs> yes. Eerie. I, I get it. <laughs> and I think Stormak, you're the only one that can see it from this position. Or maybe Ezekiel can too. No. But you see that same green ghostly child kind of climbing up on top of the scarecrow 
on top of the corn that is 50 feet ahead of you. And he's just kind of like climbing up and he sits on the shoulders and he's looking up at the sky. Stormax walking carefully through the corn and he's got his hands up like he's going to pounce, but also supposedly non-threatening. And he's like, look here, boy, uh, we just want to talk. Um, and he's and he says that as much for the boy's benefit as for his for his allies um, as as he approaches closer. He hasn't proven a very good conversationalist, <laughs> and that's coming from me. He looks over at you and he says, "Come here, I found this really fun thing to play with." <laughs> Stormak moves closer. Yeah, we're, we're kind of staying as a group. When he moves, we move. We're together. We're a team. Yay. And... Flora. Huh? Roll me a perception check. Um, okay. I mean, I've already said... Okay. Um, that is a 19. Do you want one from Daisy? Sure. Twenty-three. I'm trying to decide here. This is for a bear trap. Okay. I feel like Daisy doesn't know what a bear trap is to be looking out for one. She's recently seen one. She has, but also would she re- would she step on something foreign if she saw it? That's fair. So you feel Daisy stop for a second. And you look down and tangled up and chained to, like, a post in the ground is a bear trap, like, right in front of you. Yeah, she, like, yanks back on Daisy and like, no, leave it. <laughs> I think that's a good call, John. And I can see now that you have been spending time with real dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, not the dogs that I know. You know, my, my dog wouldn't even step on the, on the vacuum cleaner hose, and she knows that vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So, so for you know, <laughs> a dog to step forcefully into a bear trap, that that's crazy. <laughs> Your approach, he's just kind of like sitting there dangling his feet on the shoulders of this scarecrow. But we've already, we did like a bunch of damage to him, right? Already? Mm-hmm. Stormak will break off a ear of corn and set off that bear trap so that nobody accidentally does. Nice. And he'll just give it a shot. Boy, are there any other traps around here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where? They put up all kinds of them all over the place to catch the beast. <laughs> uh, Stormax starts carefully exploring this area around the scarecrow for traps specifically and um, just keeping a side eye on the boy. I'm moving my token about near the scarecrow. Okay, yeah. Oh, you can give me a perception check to look for more. It's an 18. Okay. 20 if they're made out of stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you're not finding any bear traps. Alright. 
sit, kind of steps up in between uh, Zeke and Flora and just quietly whispers like, we should we should finish this thing now, right? Before the situation gets worse. Have you seen Elsa? She just joined us. I'd like to try and get her to play with my toy here. Stormac looks up. What toy? So you look at this scarecrow and as you look up, you see that there looks to be like bones jutting out from its tattered rags. And it looks like a pumpkin has been placed over the head of this human body that is half stuffed with straw. Ew. And there is a bear trap hanging off of one of his legs. And the chain is like dangling down to the ground. Like the bear trap has been sprung on it. Yeah, it's clinging to his ankle of this rotting body that looks to have been impaled upon this these stakes, uh, these scarecrow sticks. So Flora leans back over to Sid and goes, you think you could hit it from here? Elsa! Where are you? The, the scarecrow? I mean, probably. I mean, whatever you think is the threat, I think he's got the best chance at hitting anything. I can't get a charge off in this shit. Well, I think the little spoopy boy is the biggest of our worries right now. Yeah. Put an arrow in him. I think we all know that arrows don't do anything to ghosts at this point. <laughs> don't We don't have any more of those? Uh, what were they, ghost touch arrows? I don't have any. I thought you still had some. <laughs> uh, Zeke, Sigil, Flora, and Daisy, give me perception checks, please. Okay. Stormak gets out a vial of holy water. 24 for Sid. 21 for Flora. 29. And... Sorry, like 23 for Daisy. You all hear more childish laughing from behind you. That's where this ghostly child is sort of a, a lime green flavored ghost. <laughs> you see a cool blue flavored ghost zooming through the corn at you from behind. What is this, Pac-Man? Get your power pellets out. And let's roll for initiative. Great. I was trying to get like a sneak attack going, but uh, 18 for Flora. She's a cute little ghost girl. So sad. We're gonna have to kick her ass. <laughs> That's a mere nine for Stormac. Thirteen. Eighteen for me as well. John, how would you describe the condition of this cornfield? Like, dry and brittle, lush and green, like a rain horse has recently galloped by? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty, like, overgrown and uh, lively. Noted. It doesn't seem like a quick spark here or there is going to set the whole field ablaze. No, it's pretty green. Okay. So the corn is, like, ripe, huh? 
I'm making popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> is that right, John? The corn is like in prime time. Is it edible corn right now, or yeah, is it's it like edible. pre-ripe? Yeah. It's probably it's probably like still in the process of growing. Wait, what month is it? I just drove past a bunch of corn. I could tell you exactly what it looks like. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get real yeah, it's, intense. It's spring right now. <laughs> All right, it is uh, March. Oh, then corn's not even fucking. Corn's like knee height. If you, if it was any similar to Earth, this corn wouldn't even be here. Oh, you got farmered. I mean, I think that's only assuming that somebody is actually planting it in the spring. Yeah, this is overgrown, gone to seed, just constantly been growing. So maybe yeah, some like of it's not... ripe, some of it's dead. It's all in like all yeah, stages. Probably... Yeah, yeah but it's so probably a mix. Does corn like grow all the way and then fall over and die out and then grow back? Yeah, it's a, every year. It's is a grass. That how corn works? It should work like that. It should grow up, right, and then so the it, ears fall over, and then they okay. sprout again, and then they're knee height, and then they grow to height, and then they fall over. But it's only been a year, so I'd say it's about <laughs> hip deep. It's up to you, buddy. Nice. It's April, I guess. Anyway. I don't know. I just drove past a bunch of corn. It's about to get harvested, and it's October. You right. got country. But that was planted on purpose at a specific time. Uh, yeah, because that's the way the corn <laughs> operates. Why would they plant it in any other way? Not like they're growing it indoors. Just say, don't don't mind me. Yeah. Well, I'm just reading what the book says. The farmland has fallen into ruin. Now even the well-trodden pathways around the area require a survival check to follow. The crops have gone to seed, and high corn grows everywhere, affecting visibility and providing concealment as light undergrowth. It says high corn. High uh, corn. That's, Does it say no, it's that it's difficult terrain, or just provides cover? I think it seems obvious that it would be difficult terrain. Oh, it's implied difficult terrain. Gotcha. But it provides cover, you say? Concealment. What's the difference? Yeah, I think it's twenty percent concealment for uh, like low ground coverage. Yes, twenty percent missed chance. I gotcha. All right, let me roll mine real quick here. And last but not least, Alan. 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 Fight three of these motherfuckers now, huh? Are they just gonna run away? That's not Alan. That's Steve, that. <laughs> oh, it's Steve! 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 Alright, so... We'll just start at the top of round one... With Blue Ghosty Girl. And let me put some battle music on. Yes, please. Who comes... Flying through the corn, grasping at Flora. Uh, okay. She's like five-ish feet off the ground and reaches out with her ghostly blue little girl hands. Hey, is my short um, lance reach? Or my, my small lance? Does it have reach? Yes. So did she enter and exit a threatened square? 
Uh, yeah, if you have your lance out. <laughs> and if you have combat reflexes. Oh, no, I don't have that. You should get that. Yeah, ah, so you, you are still flat-footed, so you would not get an attack of opportunity. Oh, fine. Um, but does a 17 hit your touch AC? Yes. All right. In that case, please take four negative energy damage as you feel the life being sucked out of your shoulder that she's grasping onto. And roll me a fortitude save, please. Ah, fortitude. That was the sound Flora makes. Ah. <laughs> fortitude! <laughs> Uh, what's what's my fortitude? Six, seven, eight, nine, nineteen. Nineteen? Mm-hmm. Alright. And Ezekiel Kane, it is your turn. Alright, Ezekiel Kane seeing her come up and try to do the same thing. He knows what the fuck is going on. Be like, uh, every time with this go shit, uh, he's gonna pop out an extract and drink it. And then uh, for shield, for plus four. And then he is going to uh, study target as a move action on the um, little blue girl ghost that just ran up. That's his turn. All right. Laura. Um, sh- uh, Daisy's going to bite it first. Seven, that's a 20 to hit. A 20 is going to hit. Yay. And that is... Uh, nine damage from Daisy's Bite. Which is probably not going to do anything because I forgot it's a ghost. God damn it. Ah, yes. Right? Right. Sorry. <laughs> so she takes a step back. She's pulling Daisy back. And she's also going to swing her lance at this guy now that she's back. Don't forget it's difficult terrain. So I can't five foot step. Uh, take 10 feet of movement to do that. And it would provoke? Yep. Yes. Which I'd really appreciate if you took one with the team so I can get away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, that's what she'll do. She'll take a step back. Alright. I will roll an attack of opportunity as she's like clawing at you trying to stop you from getting away. And she's got this really serene smile on her face. Uh, it's going to be a 17 again versus touch. So yeah, that'll hit again. Uh, roll me a fortitude. Or here, does, does she give a quick. shit about the corn, Mr. D100? Yeah, I just rolled it. She's good. Okay. And going to be three more negative energy damage and a fortitude save, please. And a fortitude. Uh, you got to get that. Okay, doing good. You got to get that fucking danger ward back up. Yeah. Although... Didn't we determine that that didn't have a time limit, and I've already used that today? Like, I can I can use it three times a day. I thought it was, like, in the next minute. Yeah, maybe. Let me just double check. Yeah, yeah it's, in it's the within minute. the next okay. minute. But it's... it's. I think it's within the next minute. <laughs> I, it might be more like 60 seconds. I don't I know. you guys. What I'm trying to say is it's a standard action, and I've already done stuff. So, what am I rolling? A fortitude check. Um, so that's a 15 for a fortitude save. All right, just checking. I took a step back, and now I'm going to swing my brand new plus one lance. That's what I have. There we go. 
Uh, so that's your cursed lands. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I mean, better fucking not be cursed. I will be so mad. <laughs> um, that was eighteen plus ten. Yes, yeah, so that's twenty-eight to hit. Better. That's hit. Jesus. And uh, nine damage. Uh, D one hundred, please. Oh, that's a natural one hundred. Let me double it. Uh, Give me something. Uh, so a, a, t- a 20 and under is going to be a miss, uh, just for every attack in these cornfields. Okay. Like, that that natural 100 is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's only if uh, there was a 1 in 100 chance that that would happen. <laughs> Nailed it, Surat. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Callback. Uh, all right. Up next is Sidriel Ray. Okay, Sid's gonna scoot around to the other side of Zeke over here. Sidriel is going to incur an attack of opportunity. That Wraith spawn has combat reflexes? Oh, you know it, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a natural 20. Uh, Roll a confirm. It's a 14 to confirm against touch. On the nose. Is it? Yep. Well, let me roll this D100. That's a four. That's a two. Oh, all right. Better. She grabs a couple of ears of corn on her way out the door. She's like, wait, wait, stop. I just... (laughs) Clawing at you guys. All right. And then Sid is going to extend his hands out, thumbs together in like a fan formation with his fingers. And burning hands. Light that shit up. Uh, so shooting some burning hands at the fucking Alan ghost and the scarecrow he wrote it on. <laughs> and the poor dead man. Yeah, well, I want him to say it that way. Um, <laughs> so that is going to be a reflex save. DC 16. All right. Let's get some reflex save up and go. Uh, all right. All right. This is worth save. Not going to lie. That's a 11. Okay, so he'll take full damage from us, and if that Scarecrow is flammable, it will also take damage from us. Yeah. Well, it still takes half for being incorporeal. Yeah, the ghost does, yeah. Ooh. Uh, So that is nine points of fire damage. So I guess it takes four. It's a rough roll there, buddy. All right. Two, one, one, three, two. Oof. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Things don't tend to go well for Sid. No, it'd do when great. It comes to rolling the dice. You see, some of this ghostly, translucent flesh burns away, and you can see more of the bones within him. You could kind of see through already. And, unless there's anything else, it's Stormax's turn next. That was it. Alright, if I could give a little update on the map situation here. We got Sidriel and Zeke up north, uh, 15 feet from the ghost boy. Zeke is 10 feet from the ghost girl. Flora and Daisy are 10 feet from the ghost girl and 10 feet from the ghost boy. And then Stormak is to the south of all of that, 10 feet from the ghost boy. So he's going to move 10 feet past the boy, which costs him 20 feet of movement. All right, he will take that attack of opportunity at you. And that is a 20, a dirty 20, against touch. 
That messes. Nice. Ooh. Thanks to mobilities. Yep. Right on. Well, the boy swung at me. He really shouldn't have. So, in response to his AOO, I take an AOO on him. And here is that attack. That's a 23 versus his AC. That'll do. It's eight bludgeoning. I'm going to say since he's up on the scarecrow, uh, there is, uh, will negate the 20% mischance. That's fair. I like it. All right. Well, that was my AOO versus his AOO, and that concludes my movement. Now I'll take an attack. Here's uh, another unarmed strike, and that is a 10. That's not going to do it. Um, For the record, I'm flanking with Flora, so... It's only a 12, but whatever. Still a miss, unfortunately. Wait, don't we get stuff for my banner? Yeah, that makes uh, flanking an extra one. Um, so, it's, uh, so instead of plus two for flanking, it's plus three for flanking. So, <laughs> again, that makes yeah. it a 13. Yeah, still gonna, still gonna miss. Alright. Any dialogue? Anything Isn't that- else? Uh, ghost flat-footed. It hasn't gone in combat yet. It has not. Uh, so, with the 13 and being flat-footed, which flat-footed doesn't just give you a minus two, it makes you lose your deck yeah, bonus, right? Yeah, I believe right? that is the case. Uh, let me double-check that, though. Flat-footed. Uh, yep, lose your dex bonus to AC and cannot make attacks of opportunity, but the attacks of opportunity is overwritten by combat, re- combat reflexes, but that does not change the fact that he's still flat-footed. So it'd be a 13 total? 13 total versus his flat-footed, yeah. Unfortunately, that is going to miss. Sorry. All right, we tried. Right, well, it was a good team effort, yes. Yeah, it was close. Missed it by that much. Oh, wait, but isn't there uh, a bonus plus one to hit if you get all the other rules about the enemy's AC, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have to argue for at least five minutes just to get that bonus. All right, start start the timer. (laughs) Well, it is Alan's turn. You actually probably haven't even heard his name, but I showed you on the handout on accident, so let's call him Alan. He reaches down... We grab you. Come, come play with me. <laughs> that is a 18 versus touch. Oh yeah, that'll do. Just barely, actually. Uh, it's going to be three negative energy damage. Okay. Or real quick, let me. You're standing in the corn. Uh, he's good on that. And a fortitude save, please. That's a 19. Alright, just checking. And top of round two, we have Ghost Girly. Girly Ghost, who is getting attacked by Flora. Yeah. Gonna just kind of do a little five foot fly. So there is no. Did they get uh, hindered by. uh... She's flying. They get hindered by difficult terrain as much as we do, or it's only us? No, they could go through anything. Ah, so they... But also now that she's leaving a threatened square, so I get to poke her. 
Um, I'm pretty sure you could do five foot steps flying if you have a fly speed. Is that right? Yeah, I think she's okay. I mean, I think the ghost girl is okay. I don't think Flora's okay. Sorry. I'm fine. What are you talking about? I'm fine. <laughs> You'll be fine, but you don't get the AOL. That's all I'm saying. Fine. Then she kind of just scoots up quickly in midair, just corn going right through her. And takes an attack. That is a 17 versus uh, touch. Yes, that's the third 17 you've rolled. Still hits. Uh, yes. On you? <laughs> Three natty 12. I'll tell you right now, it's natty 12. Uh, it's the 100s. Alright, 56. It's going to be three negative energy damage and a fortitude save again, please. Uh, okay. Uh, that is a 25. Alright. Nailing those. Yeah. You don't even need danger ward. Yeah. Everyone else does that. Ezekiel Kane. You see just bits through the corn of this blue ghostly girl clawing at Flora as she laughs. Um, what do you do? He's going to step up, uh, scramble sh- sh- over some corn. There's a better adjective for that. Or a better adverb. Uh, whatever it is. Fall over some corn. And um, I cannot stress this enough. Fuck them kids. He's going to try to stab <laughs> that little ghostly apparition that he sees. Uh, D20 plus 10. Uh, that's a that's a 27 to hit. Ooh, that'll do. That's 8 damage. No, 1D6, but that's 10 Get damage. Up. 10 magical sword damage. All right. That's round number one of studied foe. Okay, cool. Solid. Alright, uh, ten damage. Halved for ghost reasons. And Laura's up next. Oh, I am indeed. Um, well, I guess I'll just turn around and stab the other guy, because he's in range. Alright. With my plus one lance. Oh, I'll also do... I've done Danger Ward once. I can do it three times a day. No, I'll save it. the middle of the night. So I'm going to do it again. Uh, really? Yeah, I mean... what? We're trying to find out the deaths of five kids. We've ran into two of them. We've half-killed one of them, and here's the other one. We've probably got four more and a wraith. I don't know. Mm, okay, okay, okay. I'll save it. Um, then I'll just attack. Laura starts to yell something out, and Zeke just puts a finger on her mouth. (laughs) 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 They'll figure it out. (laughs) She gets, like, all flustered and pink all of a sudden. Um, um, 22 to hit. That'll do. Um, to 10 damage. Alright. You see... This ghostly boy is like hanging down from the scarecrow. 
and just clawing at Stormak while he's laughing and you rip through him with your lance and you see him start to sort of dissipate a little bit he looks like he's barely in this plane of existence but he's still there and anything else from Flora? Um, no, I don't think so. She's kind of trusting trusting Zeke to kind of have her back a little bit because she's turned around, turned her back on this other little ghost lady. Not that he can do anything to interfere, but it's fine. She flavor trusts him. Stab her in the face. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Sidriel's up next. It is just gonna try to throw a little more damage at this thing. Um, yeah, acid splash. Gonna throw an acid splash Ooh. at it. Which does. What is this, a Grateful yeah. Dead concert? <laughs> does almost no damage, but it's about the best thing I can do. Uh, so it's range touch attack. Got him. That is. What the hell is my range? Uh, 15 plus base attack bonus is... Where is that on my sheet? 3, so that's an 18 against touch. That will touch. Alright, big damage. One damage. <gasps> which I'm pretty sure it's half to one damage. Oh my god. Ah, ah, ah. only a D3. Alright. Well, the maximum damage it could do would have been one damage. <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah. still goes through. <laughs> better than nothing. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming he was at low hit points when he ran away, so I'm hoping between this and the last one, like, it's chipping away at him. Everyone counts. Alright. Uh, anything else from Sid? Yeah, I guess a move action to go through my bag and pull out a wand. That I just remembered I had and should have fused between the last fight and this one. Alright. What's, uh, what wand you pulling out? Oh, uh, just the old wand of mage armor. You know, that, like, force armor that works against incorporeal touch. That one. The one that could have saved nice. your life. <laughs> the one that would have helped both me and Stormag in this situation. That would have been smart to use on the walk over here. Yeah, yeah that would have been a good idea. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> All right. Stormak is up next. All right, so Stormak is going to do a flurry of blows, punching this ghost boy multiple times. Because of his learn-from-failure ability, he missed his last punch on that boy, so his next punch he gets a plus one. That's right. And I'm going to do a little style strike here. This is a new thing that I just got at level five. It's a defensive spin, as showcased in the book of boba fett <laughs> you uh do an attack and then you spin around and then you do another attack and um nice impenetrable defense <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it'll give me um let's see i'll just go ahead and click it here for john to read uh, at fifth level a monk can learn one type of style strike uh, blah 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 uh, the monk spins about, confounding his foe. If the attack hits, so my first attack has to hit, then the monk gets a plus four dodge bonus to AC against any attacks made by the target of the style strike until the start of the next turn. So basically gives me, like, mobility until 
my next turn. Pretty cool, I think. Very cool. All right, so here is a flurry of blows, and if I don't kill him with with two attacks, I'm going to spend a key point to do a third. Mm. Here we go. All right, let's see. All right, first attack is a natural one. Uh. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna hit. No. <laughs> so let's give you a D twenty. That's a natural three. Oh my god. So my fist flies off into the cornfield. Ah. <laughs> uh, what's the total though? Oh, uh, well, that'll be like a twelve total. Well, no, no, no. Okay. With, 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 with flanking and, and with all that. Flanking factored in, and the learn from failure. That'll be a fourteen. And the banner. Yeah. That does not confirm. Okay, good. And then my second attack is a 26 to hit for six damage. Yep, that'll do. That'll do. No mischance. Very good on that. And that second hit does it. Puts him under. Uh, Would you like to describe how that goes down? Uh, I don't think it's very cool looking. I think Stormak just tries to punch center mass on this boy, on this ghost boy. And just, um, you know, deliver damage to, you know, put him to rest. Yeah. You punch right through his chest and, like, a hole opens up where your fist goes through. And he has a surprised look on his face. Rest now, boy. A big smile as he kind of swirls into a little tiny nothing and pops out of existence. All right, excellent. And that saves me a key point. Yeah. Anything else from Stormag? That's it. No, nothing else. All right. Up next is Ghost Girly. At the top of the round, she's like, "You, you can't do this. T- Tim will save me. Tim will save me." And she claws out at Zeke. Ironically, we're saving Tim. Yeah. Uh, that's a 15 versus touch. That misses, thankfully, due to shield. Shield states that it's a plus four force field that protects against magic missile and incorporeal touch. Nice. Damn, dog. Yeah, yeah. touch AC is 17 now. Pretty cool. And she is going to pull back into the corn, flying backwards. Think, Tim, Tim, save me. And Flora and Zeke will both get AOOs on her. Nice. Doke. With 20% miss chances. Uh, so that's a 26 to hit and a 86 on the 100. Mmm, instant fail. Shut up. <laughs> Ooh, and a 6 on the dice for a... 11 damage. You both rolled an 86. <laughs> Zeke. My natty 19 for a 29 will threaten critical on this, and I'll roll to confirm. Ooh. With a natural one to confirm. All right. Everything balances out <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, roll 20 <laughs> dice. But with an 86 on the 100 percentile dice, uh, it will hit for uh, D6 plus 6. That's 5 on the die for 11 damage. Factoring down to five. All right. Nice. Whittling it down. 
Combat whittling. There it is. Combat whittling. Yes. And Zeke is up next. Yeah, he's tired of this, so he's going to move straight up and try to deliver one last strike with his sword, with his rapia. That's a 20 to hit. Ooh, yeah, that'll do. 20 to hit. I'm going to do three plus six is nine, rounding down to four. All right, and uh, did you already do the D100? Uh, No, I did not. Uh, Let me roll that in the chat. Oof, barely. Still works with a 56, but fucking barely. Okay, cool. Yeah, you are striking sure. All right, Flora Goodleaf is up next. Um, I'm going to move... Are you with us, Flora, or is it my Discord? Yeah, sorry, my bad. I just forgot I was muted. I got up to go get snacks and then came back and forgot. I didn't get snacks, by the way, just in case you were concerned. I'm a little disappointed, to be honest. I know, I wanted to, but I couldn't find anything. So, And it's also 9.30, <laughs> and I guilted myself out of it. Anyway. Oh, I'm going to eat a whole pint of ice cream when we're done. <sighs> okay. So I'm going to move, but I <laughs> it's half speed. Yes, and Daisy has 40. So I think I can go here, which is, like, kind of... I'm going around so I don't get an attack of opportunity. But I can still poker from here because it's 10 feet. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to do that. Does this count as flanking? No. Okay. I am going to swing at her with my lance for a 26 and a... 23 on the D100, so never mind. Ooh. No, that was close, but that still makes it. Oh, it does. Oh, great. Fantastic. 20 and under is a fail. Right. Okay. And that is for 8 damage. All right. You guys are whittling her away. taken a bit. She can take some hits thanks to being a ghost, but at least you all have ways to damage her Sidriel just barely. Speaking of Sidriel, it's his turn. We're seeing her try to make a getaway. We'll just kind of hold on to the wand for now and fire off another acid splash. Nat one. Oof. <laughs> that is a... 14 to confirm. Um, my 14 is gonna miss. I feel like that gives an acid splash to Zeke. Uh, Zeke. Let's see it. I'll give you a reflex save to avoid it. Say DC 15. It's an 18. So that acid splash misses terribly, but Zeke is just barely able to get out of the way as. A bunch of the corn is kind of melted away around the two of you. Sigil, look better. <laughs> look better. <laughs> Anything else from Sigil? Uh, Sigil step a little closer into the group here. He just kind of shimmies along, kind of trying to get back into the middle of the group. Clamber. All right. That was the adjective I was looking for. Mm, clamber's a good one. <laughs> Clamber over some corn. At least it uh, gives it a, uh, what's that called? An onomatopoeia. 
little alliteration. Alliteration, that's what I meant. Corn cram corn clambler. Clambler? Yeah, good try. Try it again, John. Corn clamberer. There you go. <laughs> He's a clamberist. Clamberist. Stormac is up next. Clamberina? <laughs> Clamberina is pretty good. I play the clamberine. <laughs> okay, Stormac is going to spend a point of key this time in order to increase his speed. So that gives him a plus 20 to his speed, giving him a 50 speed. And I'm going to double move. And I'm going to get myself into flanking with Zeke here. And that's a double move. That's all I can do. In the process of that, I do provoke an AOL. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that was on purpose. <laughs> Here it comes. Um, that is a natural one. Her, her hands fly off and fly into the corn. Uh, let me try to confirm that. That's a 13. Uh, that does confirm. I'm going to say trying to hit you as you come by takes her out of her concealment. She moves out of the corn into this space where the acid has melted some of the corn away. Nice. Same square, but... That works. You have a clear shot on her now. So I've got flanking toggled on. I've got Flora's Knave Standard toggled on. And I'll yeah. take one unarmed strike. W- would I be flanking when I did this attack? I'm going to say yes. Um, the, the, the AOO retaliation, I would say no, because it would be the square south of her. Well, too late. I already rolled it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all included in there? Yeah. If, if I'm flanking, then that's a 17. If I'm not flanking, then that's a 14. When you provoked, it was to the south of her, which wouldn't have been flanking. So that is going to miss, but you still have your standard action. No, that was a double move. Oh, okay. But you are in an advantageous position. Any dialogue? Stormag just says, I'm sorry, little girl, but we can't let you keep roaming. We have to put you to rest as well. She turns around. She's smiling. Cute little innocent smile, but ghostly tears are running down her face. She's like, yes, yes, save me, Tim, save me. And she reaches out to give you a nice big hug. And Oh, that's a natural 20. Let me roll to confirm that. Uh, 19 to confirm against touch. Good for you. <laughs> are, are you asking me a question? Like, does that hit? Is that your question? Well, yeah, I'll give you the number. You tell me if it hits. That's generally how we do it. <laughs> yeah, that hits. All right. And so going to be 2d4. I've been using the carrion crown dice for all of this. I'm going to second d4 this with the blood splatter dice that you gave me, Ryan. I regret that. <laughs> carrion crowd rolled a 1. Blood splatter rolled a 4. That's uh, 5 negative energy damage as you feel your muscles weakening and your life force pool around where she touched you. Give me a fortitude save, please. Uh, Regardless of this fortitude save, my muscles feel just fine. (laughs) I'm being descriptive about the negative energy. (laughs) It's a 13 save. Uh, 13. Finally, somebody fails it. (laughs) 
You guys have been nailing those saves. And did she roll a d100 when she tried to hit him? She does need to roll a d100, or this crit is baloney. That's a 37. Okay. So you got five negative energy damage, and it's going to be... It's not too bad. Uh, It's two constitution drain. That's kind of bad. It's not great. So I feel like maybe it's at least worth explaining to Meg that ability damage, you restore one point every full rest you get, but drain does not go away until you heal it magically. Oh. The only way to do that is through restoration spell, not even lesser restoration. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if anybody who can fucking cast restoration. She reaches out, gives you a nasty hug, does not feel good, and she's crying and smiling, saying, save me, save me, Tim. And then, arms outstretched, she flies backwards, just straight backwards, still looking right into your eyes. And she's like, I know you can save me! Back into the corn, provoking from Zeke, Dormak, and Laura. Yeah. And for Zeke and Stormak, uh, we're flanking. Yes. Absolutely, because she'd be leaving the flanked written square. So it's a plus three now. Nice. Man, I never knew how badass Cavaliers were, but <laughs> Cavaliers pretty cool. Yeah. Fuck all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only way it really works in every situation is if you're a small creature on a dog, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a 24 to hit for Stormak. Nine damage. All right. That plays. What about Ezekiel Kane? Uh, 20 to hit. That hits. For 10. Solid. Uh, I got a 17 to hit. That hits. And that is Illa 10 damage. She's flying backwards. You all take a swing at her, like right as she is leaving your reach. Flora. Knocks her a good one. Right after you guys both slice into her and her ethereal form is wavering and splitting and dissipating. And she gets a real mean, nasty look on her face for a split second. And her eyes turn red and she lets out a growl as she starts spiraling into a tiny little nothing. Yay! We did it! Good job. But (laughs) unlike Alan, this ghost, Sidril, you might recognize this ghost's visage as Ilsa, though, who Tim was trying to save from the Wraith. And after her terrifying visage disappears, phasing into existence slowly like TV static, you see her again, but a little more faint and more transparent, not quite like uh, as glowy. And she's kind of just standing there with her two hands clasped at her waist. 
looking around. Ilsa? Huh? Hi. Hi. Have you have you seen Tim? Uh, we 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 have. Um, actually, that's that's why we're here. Um, guys, this is this is Elsa, the one that Tim was talking about. Flora's still got her lance out. She's like, it, are, uh, <laughs> are we done fighting it? Or, um... <laughs> uh, I don't know, Elsa. Are we done here? Like, I I don't want to hurt anyone else. That monster made me hurt a number of people who wandered in here. That poor man that scarecrow there he made us torture him for weeks the what? yeah sorry say that again I, <laughs> my brain turned off for so, a second Stormax saw as he was up a, right next to the scarecrow and um, dealing with that other ghost that the scarecrow actually has like a body in it uh, like a rotting corpse that has a bear trap stuck to its ankle and it's been impaled on the post and like stuffed with straw and stuff well you can rest now why are you not resting now what must we do to put you to rest I don't I don't know they buried my body just me and poor Karen were the only bodies that they retrieved or that weren't lost to Brother Swarm. Brother Swarm? The one that controlled me and the rest of my friends here. That's what he calls himself. He was an awful man in life. I saw images of the terrible things he'd done while he was alive, while I was under his control. You have to save the rest of my friends, or they'll just, they'll be doomed to do his terrible bidding forever. Where is he? He resides in a small cave next to Scarecrow on the hill, outside of the village. A different Scarecrow. Yes, not this one. Are there traps there as well? When the villagers scared poor Tim away from here after he failed to save me, they put traps everywhere, thinking it would help. They didn't know that he was just an innocent man. He was so nice. He was my friend. Would you be willing to testify in court? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find my body... Well, I don't know if she, maybe she wouldn't really know that about Speak with Dead and stuff. But... Well, I don't think we were allowed to use magic in the courtroom anyway. They said you could get a special pass. You could petition for the use of things like Speak with Dead, for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Your your friends that you wanted us to save are they are they like Alan was like you were? Yes, uh, sadly, they wander about 
where they used to live, further in town. Except for Rachel, I think she wanders around the chapel. The chapel has the graveyard. That's, that's where I am now. You said, you, you said Tim's name. You called him Tim. You're not afraid of him. Not, not particularly. And no, we're helping him. It helps that he's in jail and can't really hurt us, but you know, he seems like an alright guy. <laughs> he's misunderstood. We are trying to help him. That's so nice. Nobody ever tried to understand him but me. Is there anything that you can think of that could help us to help him to prove that he didn't do this? I... I don't know. Think hard. Maybe if you find bodies of... Well, at least Karen is buried here. I don't know where the other four of my friends' bodies are, but mine and Karen's are in graves at the chapel. It might show that that they weren't killed by brute force. They simply had the life drained out of them by Brother Swarm. Brother Swarm. Okay. All right, yeah, I gotta, I gotta like call time out here. Uh, what? I, I don't understand this because the the body, the children's bodies were buried, so that they were buried by. You know the townsfolk, their parents presumably. So they they saw the state of the children. So but yet they've pinned it on Tim. Yeah, I mean if they're if they're already in mass hysteria and are already blaming Tim, that doesn't seem too out of the realm of possibility. They just continued like it's easier to have an answer than not have one. When your kid dies. Well, I would from assume. what you've heard uh, from people, especially from the residents that used to live here that you talked to the children were just disappearing with no trace four of them did and then Ilsa was the fifth who the beast brought back to town holding her corpse and appearing as though he was laughing Uh, so that essentially just sent them into a frenzy believing that it was him and then when the sixth child died Karen without any signs of force or wounds. They kind of swept it under the rug. They were already being haunted by the children's ghosts and like people were packing up and moving out. I think I could rest if you could save the rest of my friends from that horrible phantom. Stormak turns and looks at the group and he says, Should we exhume these children's bodies to bring as evidence? <sighs> They've been buried for a year? Might be the best evidence we got to prove Tim's innocence. It's the only thing we've found so far that hasn't just disappeared in a puff of smoke. Um, anyone want to give me a knowledge arcana? Sure. Sure. Sure you don't need a local or a nature or something <laughs> many times? 18. Also an 18. 28. Alright, so I feel like 
through uh, your various forms of study, the three of you are all kind of uh, familiar with Speak With Dead. It's uh, 27. Sorry, 26. Oh, take back the information, John. Yeah, <laughs> forget all that. I'll, now I'll tell you about porcupines. <laughs> um, no, um, Speak With Dead does not affect a corpse that has been turned into an undead creature. To be able to get the corpses to speak in court, you would have to slay the wraiths that they had become. Didn't we just do that? Yes. Two of them. And it seems that Elsa's spirit is kind of still tethered here. She thinks she could be put to rest by saving the rest of the kids' spirits. So you could find Alan's corpse and get him to talk. It seems like Elsa would probably be your best key witness. I mean, I think, at least I was thinking, I guess I can't speak for everybody, that we should probably try to eradicate all the little child ghosts just so we don't release a horde of wraiths onto the countryside. Yeah. Wraiths that are left alive for too long become more and more powerful. Can you bring them here? Can you can you bring your friends here so that we don't have to go looking for them? Is that a possibility? They are under the control of Brother Swarm. Mm. I don't think they would listen to me. Why is he called Brother Swarm? Uh. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's his name in the book. Well, from what I saw. While I was under his control, getting glimpses now and again of the terrible things that he did, I saw how he died. He was a, a killer in life. He only killed children, just for nothing other than his own enjoyment. When he was finally caught by some vigilantes, they covered him in honey and let him be stung to death by hornets. In, in his undeath, he started calling himself Brother Swarm, almost like a, a badge of honor. You're very well spoken for a little girl. That's what I was thinking. Don't tell him that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need this information. <laughs> don't tell her no. she's well spoken. Yeah, that doesn't. I'm, I'm saying don't don't make John change his. Uh child represent like we need the information she's giving us don't make her don't make her less well spoken <laughs> oh no i didn't expect that to happen don't make john exposition less don't make him yeah. revert into uh whatever the fuck else he was gonna do that was not the intent it was just an honest compliment well i used to practice reading with tim all the time down in where he lived by the lake south of town. I, I taught him to read. He learned really fast. Have you seen him? Is he almost here to save me? <laughs> Is he coming at all? Oh, the replacement guards. Is she gonna fucking turn on us too again? Yeah. <laughs> right. As she kind of just gets a blank look on her face and turns and starts walking into the corn. But 
from what she says, or she thinks maybe the first four children's bodies are in Brother Swarm's lair on the hill outside of town. Her body and the last one to die, Karen, are buried in the chapel it's in the center of town. And and where are we now? <laughs> You're on like the southeast edge of town. Checking out the chapel back seems like a, I think you said there's one ghost there. That's where the bodies are. And just feels like being on consecrated ground is a good place to be when there's ghosts about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you are trying to you speak with dead, you're at least gonna have to kill the wraith spawn for the ones that you want to testify, quote unquote. If you want Elsa's <laughs> testimony on being friends with the innocent, friendly beast, seems like you're gonna have to get rid of all six. And it's what time? <laughs> we'll say it's 8:45 p.m. Whenever we do start moving, I'm going to use this little old wand and put mage armor on everybody. Sounds great. Can you put that on people that already have armor on? Yes. While you'll get a plus four armor bonus to AC, it won't stack with your current armor. But when you're being hit with an incorporeal attack, you'll still you, that ignores your regular armor, so you can use the plus four mage armor bonus. Oh. That mm. wand was expensive. Don't just go casting mm. that everywhere. But, uh... Well, it lasted for an hour, so I think we should be able yeah. to get a pretty good use out of it for the next couple of fights for everybody, Sounds good. and it'll work for everybody. Um, when the little girl kind of resets, as haunts do, and as we've learned they do, um, Stormak kind of gives up on her and goes over to Pumpkinhead and mm-hmm. starts to kind of disassemble him, takes the pumpkin off of his head, Takes the, tries to take the bear trap off of his leg and uh, tries to take him down off of the pole or whatever has him up there. Just try to give him a little dignity. He bites you in the shoulder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he is not <laughs> animated in any way. Yeah, you can get him down off of there uh, with a, a minute of Jimmy and finagling. And um, he's a little burnt up now. Uh, all the, the three spell books he was carrying are burnt to a crisp. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Probably filled with necromancy spells anyway. I'm just kidding. But there is a couple things on him. Other than the bear trap stuck to his leg, he's wearing a turquoise pendant around his neck uh, that looks expensive. There's a gold pouch with 12 GP and 22 silver. A small silver pocket knife that looks like it's worth a little bit money. And a set of masterwork thieves tools. Mmm. Fancy. Uh, can I throw out a little detect magic to see if anything uh, starts to glowing? Uh, yep, yeah, no magic there. And as you guys are dealing with this body, getting it off of the scarecrow post. We just hear in the distance through the corn, riding on the wind of the night, Tim! Tim, where are you? Save me, Tim! And that's where we're gonna end it for the week. 
Right on. Ghosts, am I right? <laughs> and that is how you respectfully loot a body, boys and girls. all your shit.